Welcome to Sweet Valley Diaries, the podcast about the worst family in Southern California. Book number 64, The Ghost of Trisha Martin. Has Trisha Martin come back to Steven? Hi, gladiators. Welcome to Sweet Valley Diaries. I'm your host, Marissa Flaxbart, and it's possible that you may recognize the voice of one of today's guests, Katie Ledoux. Hello. Hi, Katie. And it won't probably won't be a huge shock to anyone that Katie has joined us for this episode because, Katie, you have... Let me position myself in such a way that I can look at you. You have... Uh, become something of an expert in the field of Carol Walker and Stephen Wakefield That's studies. Uh, you've got your your PhD in in Wakefield Walker studies. Mm-hmm. How does that feel? Is that good? Is that working for you? Is that it's feeling like really good? Very. I feel like like tr- like like Trisha is like. You, you know, feel like, like Trisha is your area. Of yeah, 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 Okay. Yeah. Although That's... I I did like the last one I did with like the other girl. And it was like a one-off, but I really liked her. She was chill. I wish we had her more. I don't remember which one that was. I don't know. She was just like a one-off character that like they almost dated but didn't. Do you guys remember what p- book Katie was a guest on for last? Oh, the the la- I don't remember the last one. That wasn't the one with the other girl who looked like Trisha Martin also, was it? I don't think so she... That was like a super hmm. addition, I think. She was maybe a guest in town, like she was visiting. You no, know, she went to school with them because you like, they like name dropped her one other time, but they're like, she's never around and she never hangs out with anyone because she used to date a oh. boy from another district. And... Oh, right. And she was... New- okay, so it was yeah. like, I do. It's ringing a bell. But see, yeah. I, so I'm looking at the back of the book at the other titles of books that have come up recently, and I'm realizing like to the, ex- the extent to which with, you know... Outliers aside, like Lost at Sea, I know what book that is. Teacher Crush, I know for sure what book that is. But there's a lot of titles like White Lies, Second Chance, Against the Odds. It's like that could kind of be anything, anything yeah, that happened in they there. Are so, the titles are so, like the title of this one really threw me off because I couldn't remember if I had read it before, like when I was a kid or not. Yeah. Because I was like, okay, Ghost, right. Is this like one of the later books where they're like actually were were supernatural right. beings or are we still what? in the like <laughs> are we gonna get crazy i can't wait it's yeah. gonna be so weird i mean i can wait and i will wait but um well that's the sound of of someone else cat introduce yourself for us hello i am cat rebar um do you want me to say anything about myself about um... i really do all right <laughs> um i am the host uh co-host of a podcast called dark side of the mat which um is a yoga true crime podcast so if you are interested in one or both of those things you might be interested in that um and i was a sweet valley kid i was super into it when i was growing up um i love this podcast (laughs) and i always i was saying before we started recording that i always dreamed as a child that there would be some way as an adult that i could talk about Sweet Valley to actual people and not just into my talk boy and then making my little sister listen to me play it back in a funny voice, but that I could actually uh, talk about it to people who maybe wanted to listen to it. So (laughs) hopefully people do. You found your place. And Kyle, are we introducing you on this main episode or are we saving it? All All right. right. Let's introduce me. We've got a fourth person, Gladiators. This is unprecedented in the history. (laughs) My ride. Diaries. Yeah, Cat's (laughs) ride. Um, Kyle. Hi. Tell us a bit about yourself. Hey, Kyle. I'm Kyle Rebar. Kat and I have the same last name. We're a couple. Um, I thought we were brother and sister. Like that dude we were trying to rent an apartment from thought. This is anyway, very strange. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I uh, I am something of a newcomer to the world of Sweet Valley. Before Kat and I started dating, we were on this like 14-hour driving odyssey from Georgia to Pennsylvania. And on this trip, it was maybe a few months before we started dating, Kat explained to me the wacky world that is the the Margot books in Ooh. in Sweet Valley. The evil twin. The yes. evil twin mm-hmm. stories. And I was just I became enwrapped with the lore <laughs> um, and and weird ongoings in uh 
teen drama literature from the 80s and 90s. So we discuss Sweet Valley, Kat and I, often, and oftentimes <laughs> the Babysitter's Club's books, too. We're, we're interested in, in those things. Um, so I really enjoy this podcast and podcasts about similar things. And today, it's like I get to be a listener. That's part of the conversation. And I'm so stoked. Aww, so sweet. I'm sure many of the gladiators are very jealous of you. And I think that most of them probably do know what you're talking about with the Margot Evil twin thing. But if anybody's listening and you're like, I missed those episodes. They haven't happened yet. That's something that happens in the future. Um, I'm very much looking forward to it. I, I like have those books on my shelf. And I'm just, I'm really good at delayed gratification is the thing with me. So I have not read them yet. I've not cracked them open. But um, so <laughs> let's hope the listeners are good at delayed gratification too, because uh, we've got uh, 10, 10 minutes or so into our recording and we need to talk about the ghost of Trisha Martin. Because yes. as Kat alluded to, a fact that Kat alluded to is that this book is not about a literal ghost. We're not there yet. Like not in that supernatural realm. Um, it's not even sort of about a ghost. Like I thought maybe they were going to dip their toes into Stephen thinking that something yeah, creepy was going on. Yeah, I did too. I did too. That was the cover led me to believe that. Right. The cover, which we have to talk about the cover, um, because what we have is Stephen Wakefield in a blue crew neck sweater i guess he's staring like dead-eyed out into out into nowhere i have a pretty faded book cover but there's a young woman who is like leaning against him with sort of curly hair and it's been a while since i've read when love dies but i don't think this woman looks very much like trisha martin no no um, they look like they're a couple like on a, a brochure like warning people about teen pregnancy honestly they look very like tensive <laughs> very forlorn totally like forlorn. Or, like a poster for a movie that you'd watch in health class yes, yes. yeah like he because his eyes do say like just, oh no what am i gonna do now, yeah. now that I've gotten her pregnant, what yeah, am I going to do? Yeah. And I'm she's, too young to be a father. She's mm -hmm. just like, I'm counting on this man, not because I want to, but because I have I no do. other choice. Is it possible that this is supposed to be Kara? Oh, I didn't even think about well, that. I mean, and why would you? Sure. Because the, both the title and the subtitle yeah. only say Trisha Martin. They don't say anything about Kara. And Kara's not the main focus either. Yeah, no. but I also feel like based upon the book, like I can think of several instances where Kara maybe would like cling to Stephen like that. Totally. And mm -hmm. then I can't think of too many when, um, are we allowed to say her name yet or not? Yes. Okay. So the, the right. young woman on the cover of this book is Andrea. Oh, because she was yeah. in the last book too. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Um, she was, yeah, she was mentioned. Yeah. She's a new employee at the Unique Boutique. And yes, in the last book, we had uh, Caroline Pierce telling... Jessica, like, oh, someone's going to be interested to know, and Elizabeth, someone's going to be interested to know uh, who a new employee at the Unique Boutique looks exactly like. It was a weird gossip moment. I have a hard time believing that there was any instance from that book where Andrea would cling to Stephen like that. Yeah, yeah. They go on. So, okay, so Stephen is dating Kara Walker, as we know. I mean, this is the ground groundwork that we're yes. Katie, yes. you know this very well. Yes. What do you remember about Stephen and Kara from before you joined this? This book? is the thing. The, and I feel like I feel like <laughs> I brought this up back, before. Katie. And this is like my first note I have highlighted is he's like, whatever Kara kind of bores me like whatever she's fine but she's boring like I said in the last book when he was like almost dating that other girl that was like a one-off I was like I like her I'll follow that story she bear she bores you you're not saying she bores Steven no no Kara bores me I don't yeah. I don't care um <laughs> so then like you don't care I'm sorry I mean you can't just <laughs> like I hate it but I, I also it. hate it but I mean um but then like just drives me nuts because he's like he's like right in like the first few pages it's like page three or something Steven's talking about something about him dating Kara and then like Trisha he was like Steven's girlfriend who he lost to leukemia a few months ago <laughs> I know, right? and I'm like like my note here is months Jesus the timeline in this book is insane of course because for any readers who are reading this contemporaneously it did happen years ago you know but it it's almost like 
they it's but be- I think it's almost better when they say a, a long time ago. Yeah, or not specific. I just think anytime anybody puts like a time, like especially like I, I've been complaining about this lately with like rom com movies, where I'll be like, oh, I kind of dig this movie, and then like towards the end they'll be like, when we met two weeks ago, and then I was like. You've just invalidated the entire story to me. Like, I thought this was over a course of time. You got to know each other and it wasn't in the blink of an eye. This happens a lot in role playing games as well. When you'll get a sudden reveal about the duration of events over this like massive epic quest that non-sexual role play. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm, like, I'm talking like fantasy role play. I mean, I guess that also, <laughs> you've got me there, but uh, like uh, like JRPGs and stuff, you go on this epic like world saving quest and oh, it was three weeks ago and everyone's only 14 or something, but they're behaving like 30 year olds. This is so weird. Um, yeah, it, that's, I mean, messed up timeline. Uh, this, oh my God, the Sweet Valley High role playing game. That's what you, I mean, feel like that has been, just been invented. Yes. Uh, not the board game, but although the board game could be a jumping off point for oh, uh, for the actual uh, role playing game. But like, so speaking of jumping off points, this book wastes no time in like jumping into the fact that Stephen has called up this girl, Andrea, solely because she, he, she looks like Trisha Martin. That's the only reason. He straight up calls her Trisha in their first conversation. Well, OK, we're going to get there because the first thing that happens that I want to read is... Um, Elizabeth notices that he's all dressed up going somewhere and learns that it's not to go out with Kara. And Elizabeth doesn't love that, but she like she loves her brother. You know, she's having this conflict. So here's what she says. Just don't forget about Kara, Elizabeth warned gently. You could end up hurting her a lot. Hurting her? Stephen protested. Come on, I would never hurt Kara. But I just have to get this out of my system, Liz. Then I can go on. Elizabeth didn't say anything. She just looked at her brother with concern. Listen, promise you won't tell anyone, okay? Stephen asked in a tight voice. It's not that there's anything to hide, but there's just no point in letting Kara find out. She wouldn't understand. I think she would, Elizabeth said. If you really mean it when you say you only want to see Andrea once, I think Kara would understand. She knows how much you love Trisha, which is already, like, saying a lot for Kara. Yeah, the thing is, like, I wouldn't understand, any rational person wouldn't understand, but after knowing Kara, like getting to know Kara in these books, I kind of think Kara would understand. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, but I think Elizabeth is kind of calling Stephen's bluff, like, oh, so what you're saying is you have to get this out of your system by spending a single evening with this girl who looks exactly like <laughs> your dead girlfriend. Yeah. Okay, sure, we'll take that at face value. So it's just entirely bonkers. Like it's like, well, I mean, besides the fact that the whole thing is entirely bonkers, but him being immediately like, how dare you think I would hurt? I'm like, you are literally hurting her right now. What do you mean? How dare you never? What you're doing right now is hurting her. Like you've already hurt her. It's done. Yeah. Yeah. I would never hurt her. Well, and as we'll see, as the events of the book play out, Stephen doesn't seem to give a shit about hurting Kara. Like what he cares about is spending time with this girl, Andrea, but he doesn't care about Andrea either. So you were talking about the date. Yeah. Like they meet at this place and they, he, yeah. One of the early on in the date, she's like, you've called me Trisha like five times. Well, like the first time he says like, Trisha, I have a feeling we're going to have a great time tonight. And you're like, and this girl doesn't say anything. Like, he says that, and she doesn't say anything. I didn't even notice. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't say anything. And then and then she goes to order dinner, and he <laughs> wants like, her to have a chef, chef salad. salad. Because that's what Trisha would order. This is the thing. Every So, okay. So this is, like, the running thing, is that, like, every single thing that she does or wears or says or whatever, that, like, he wants it to be, like, Trisha. I'm sorry, but this is an insult to Trisha because he makes her out to be the most basic bitch (laughs) ever. He's like, Trisha likes chef salads. Trisha likes to walk on the beach. And Trisha likes vanilla ice cream. I was like, none of those things are interesting, complex, or special. No. Like, no. Like, that doesn't, no. I think that... um... The chef salad thing is also the way that it's handled by the book is so interesting because we what we have is what a, what a sentence what a book that I can say that about it but um, we have her reaction 
That sounds good, Andrea said without enthusiasm. So the book is telling us as readers that Andrea is not as not excited about Chef Salad, but like, all right, if you recommend it, whatever, dude. Uh, but a few pages later, we're going to hear from Stephen. Oh, my God. Andrea is exactly like Trisha. She ordered this chef salad when I she loved it so much. Yeah. Like she's that she just did it like yeah. as if it wasn't him. Basically, work is like, she was everything. just being polite, you know, and there's a lot of stuff in the book like that. Yeah, I feel like chef salad, too, is a term that I had not heard since childhood. And this book was mm-hmm. 1990. Is that the. Yeah, we're yeah. still in 1990. Oh, yeah. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> like, Chef Salad is such a... So, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Katie it's, is trying to plant uh, early and often that her birthday is coming up. I, that wasn't on purpose. I was just saying, coincidentally, I was born the same year this book was released. But also, if you want to throw that in, you're welcome. <laughs> Happy yeah. birthday, Katie. Happy birthday. Please go ahead, Kat. Yeah, but just, like, the last time I heard the word Chef Salad, I think it was in my, like, elementary school lunch day like there was all that was one day when the hot lunch would be cold and it was a chef salad and as long as you didn't eat the meat part in it which tasted really bad the rest of it tasted kind of okay and yeah is that is that a thing that just went away no i feel like it it is but it's it's usually like the thing that you can get like a small salad on the side and if you go into like sides it'll be like do you want a small side chef salad or like house salad i feel like yes cherry tomatoes a little bit of parmesan maybe cubes of cheese yeah maybe ours and this might have just often often iceberg yeah always ours had cubes of meat in my elementary school yes that could have just been a poor elementary school thing but i remember we had that but only the teachers were allowed to get those they gave those to the football team at our at my high school. That's the, weird. The football Why? gets the meat cubes. Everybody else, you got to suffer with NEPA the cheese. NEPA is weird. Oh, they needed um, they needed the protein right for the it, footballing. It's true. Um, all right, so let's see. What happens next is that Stephen decides that he needs to maybe just stop thinking about Andrea because he can't stop thinking about her. And he does have this girlfriend and he's in he's home for like a little while because he's doing an independent study project about ethics, which I'm just <laughs> the hearing. irony of. I'm just yeah. hearing it now. <laughs> Seems like it's a good opportunity to examine your own code of ethics. Yeah. Yeah. So he goes out with Kara. He, like, proposes that he'll plan a special date for them and then decides that they'll go hiking because he, like, desperately needs to move his body. I had this happen to me on a date. What happens to poor Kara here? I just need to... Oh I gosh, fell for her tell. so much. So I went on a date with someone and this person like lived it was not Kyle everyone was pretty Kyle yeah tweet of Kyle sitting right here and this well was someone who I later married but (laughs) (laughs) I uh, I went on this date and I was I lived like maybe 40 minutes from this person so when I would like go hang out like I would go for the weekend and he was planning that we would go on a hike, but didn't tell me that. And so uh, I'm planning, like, we're going to go out for, like, cocktails. We're going to go to a museum. or Because those were the kind of things that we would usually sure. do. So the only thing that I brought were high heels. Oh, and no. then I brought, like, a pair of sandals. And, you know, to kind of walk around if we went to the mall or something. And so... I was there, and this was before I took up running, and this might actually be why I took up running, because I always have shoes that I can, like, move in now, and that's, like, a a good thing to have if you're going to go for a hike, but that was pre-that, and so we were, like, I was expecting, like, hey, let's go to brunch, let's do this, she's like, all right, we're going on a hike, and so... All I have is my sandals. I don't even have any socks because I just have hose for the high heels and, like, no socks for the sandals. And I got the worst blisters, and I'm like, can we go home now? Can we go back now? And he's just, like, mad at me for getting blisters. And then the same thing happens to Kara. And I'm like, I feel for you, Kara. Yeah. The only, like, the only iota of sympathy that I can give is that, is for Steven, is that he gives her the opportunity to 
go change your shoes. Yeah. And she says, never mind. But the thing is, she she isn't really even complaining about any of it. She's no. happy to see him. She's not complaining about her blisters. She's having to stop and adjust her shoes a lot. And he's just getting madder and madder about the fact that she... Well, that's what he says it's about. Really, what yeah. he's thinking in his head is everything that she says, he's thinking about how she's immature, she only cares about dumb shit. Like, Trisha, I mean, Andrea would never. You know, it's basically yeah. like he's he's idealized Andrea into Trisha. And what's happening for Steven is that he doesn't like Kara as much as he liked Trisha. It's really what <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I think that's always clear. Like, anything you read, that's, yeah. that's always well, clear. Well, it's clear to Kara, apparently, too. But um, uh, they've only been dating for a few months, apparently. Yeah. How many years it's been? Well, I don't even know if it's been a few months, but Trisha's been dead a few months. So unless oh. they start dating immediately after, after Trisha died, well, which I don't think they did immediately. They, they, they danced together at a party when Trisha was in the hospital. Whoa. Yes. I, that was in my book. Yeah, so but, I do remember that. But Jessica was like trying to make Kara and Steven happen, and Steven was really resentful of it. He didn't really want that. Yeah, like he was not in the headspace at all. Like he didn't even realize what was going on, I don't think, really. Right. I'm glad you remember that. I do Here, remember here's this that. okay, here's a little bit of this fight that Kara and Steven end up having. It's just it's maddening. Steven couldn't stop thinking about Andrea. Everything Kara did led him to a comparison of the two girls. Andrea would have been ready for anything, he was sure. She wouldn't have needed to rest and certainly wouldn't have whined and complained. He felt certain that Andrea was mature and self reliant. How many dates have they gone at this point? One? What? I think one. Well, they... Okay, so it's they unclear. tell you one, but then later on they it's say, five. we went on like five dates. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. When? Uh, well, yeah. We, we saw like two of the five. Anyway, yeah. I'll continue here. Kara trustingly held out one hand so he could steady her while she put her sandal back on. When Stephen touched her, he felt guilty again. As soon as he could, he took his hand away and shoved it back in his pocket. He had to think of something besides Andrea. I was thinking about learning hang gliding, he said abruptly. What do you think about it? Kara grimaced. Hang gliding? She echoed in a skeptical voice. Why would you want to do that? It seems so dangerous. Stephen felt resentment swell up in his chest. I think it would be fun, he said stubbornly. Are you saying I'm irresponsible? I highlighted that. <laughs> right? It's like... It's bonkers. As Kara's about to say, I never said that, Kara said. She looked surprised. All I said was it looks dangerous. Don't people always crash in those things? I don't think so, but... Oh, no, shadowing. <laughs> Stephen clenched his jaw. Not always. You know, you could have said, go for it, Steve. It must be great to fly. <laughs> that was what Andrea would have said, he thought. Oh, yeah. I'm also a little confused by <laughs> this idea that, like, maybe this is, like, the times, I guess, and I have to think about it in context of the times, but I was like, did no one in this book know what hang gliding was? Because I was like, they're acting like he's skydiving. Yeah. Like, hang gliding mm -hmm. is not the same as skydiving. It's not nearly as dangerous. Maybe it was, like, new? new That's what I wonder, and they just thought it was skydiving and was like... I mean, didn't John Kerry go hang gliding? Like, I feel like... <laughs> like, it's not... Like, you usually go with somebody else, and, like, especially if it's your first time, you're strapped to another person... And, like, you don't go up that high and you, like, glide down. Like, well, it's I not... I wondered that when, when, like, later in the book, um, not not a spoiler or anything, but, like, later in the book when there is some hang gliding, it seemed like there was never the tandem thing. that there... No, like, they would never let you go by yourself for the first time. That's not how it works. Well, people, one of the entities that is concerned about Stephen's hang gliding is Mrs. Wakefield. Yeah. So Ned and Alice uh, in this book are having a lot of fights that are very reminiscent of that one that we just heard from Stephen and Kara, mm -hmm. where somebody says something and the other one is like, what do you mean by that? Yeah. They're just fighting the whole book and it's like utter nonsense. And one of their fights is about hang gliding yep. and whether or not, um, basically whether or not Mrs. Wakefield is uh, like stifling Stephen by being worried about his desire to go hang gliding. And then Ned feels stifled by his entire life. Yeah. Mm. Ned Wakefield keeps on talking throughout this book about how he's not uh, contributing enough to the world and he doesn't get to do anything he wants to do because he has to support his family. And he says stuff like that. And Alice is always like, 
well, if you hate it so much, yeah. why don't you quit? Mm-hmm. And he's like, this is like a fight they actually have at the end of the book. If you hate it, if you hate yeah. the legal practice so yeah. much, Ned, which we know he doesn't because he can never shut the hell up yeah. about it. Uh, if you hate it so much, why don't you quit? And he's like, oh, great idea, Alice. I'll just quit my job while Stephen's in college. And it's just like, okay, escalation. Yeah. But that doesn't happen till the end of the book. It's for also leading up Is to Is it just because he runs for mayor or senate or something? Maybe. Ah, I figured it out. Because <laughs> I was like, they just keep talking but about it. And then it's like. It doesn't happen in this book. But, the, but I, I didn't know. Oh, I just, you're guessing. I guessed. Oh, I just okay. guessed because he's just like frustrated and, and oh, stupid. I don't even care about Jessica and Elizabeth's story for this book. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, Liz, first of all, Elizabeth is nothing. She doesn't have a story in this book other than being worried about Kara's feelings. Yeah. Like at some point, um, Kara asks her what's going on because Stephen has been distant and. It, it, you know he's so mean to her really like yeah, he's yeah. really mean to her. he like gives her he drops her off after this date they kind of made up but he ultimately just like gives her a kiss on the cheek and then drives away and Kara's yeah. like what just happened yeah Stephen in this book is reminiscent of so many guys that I dated pre-Kyle pre-Kyle, pre-Kyle <laughs> where like there there's the whole like you know I'm mean to you because there's this other girl that I like more than you, but I'm not going to tell you that's the reason I'm mean to you. Oh, the other girl rejected me? Now I'm nice to you again. What? Yeah. Why are you mean to me? Lather, rinse, repeat. Yeah. And so on. yeah. 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 Uh, we'll see what happens between Stephen and Kara next, but uh, next in this book, at least, um, Stephen uh, continues to go on dates with Andrea, and they go on this date to... The aquarium. Oh, the otters. (laughs) You want to talk about the otters? Well, so Stephen thinks that that, um, our friend Andrea is very much like Trisha because she likes the otters. And everyone likes yeah. Otters. If you don't like an otter, you are a monster. Like those are the things that hold hands so they don't float away. Yeah. They are so cute. They stack. Cups. Like who's gonna say I hate otters? No, not for me. Right. Like it's a similar. Th- Go ahead. Sea urchins would say that they hate otters because <laughs> the otter, the Pacific otter, is the main predator of sea urchins in the Southern well, California's kelp forest ecosystem. Are you supposing that Kara is actually secretly a sea urchin? She might be. Well, isn't there... Oh, wait, no. I don't Kyle, know. have you been doing an extra credit dive. project about kelp? I uh, So I am currently studying yes. environmental science at Santa Monica College, so I've been taking a lot of classes. You have been doing an extra credit project about <laughs> kelp. Oh, my gosh. So, are you learning to surf? I am, I am learning to surf. I've been doing that for, for a while now. I step on stingrays constantly. I'm almost immune to venom. It's amazing. Oh my are God. you secretly Winston Egbert? Like you live in Southern California, but are, are into science and not very coordinated? We can't rule out the possibility. <laughs> Gladiators, I wish you could see what's happening on Kyle's face as he considers whether or not he may or may not be a Winston Egbert. Um, like he had to think about it for a second. I, I, I'm glad you brought up the otter thing. Another Earlier in that first date, he is like, Trisha used to love going to the beach and not like, a thing. I love the beach. You Everyone know? does. It's like, oh my gosh. So, but in this I date, don't even think she says I love it. Like she's like, yeah, it's, beaches are it's, nice. Beaches are nice. Like, it, like he overinflates everything. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Listen, Stephen said, leaning forward earnestly. Do you like walking on the beach? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. And, and Andrea wow. says, mm, sure. Doesn't everyone? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But Stephen's yeah. like, she's Trisha reincarnate. Yeah. But okay, so did you guys ever see the movie Vertigo? Yes, yes, we did. We oh, actually, yeah. before we um, started dating, we stayed on a in work trip in Hotel Vertigo. Oh. And then after, we watched Vertigo. Amazing. Okay. I took a Hitchcock class in undergrad and I watched Vertigo. I also did that. And it's my favorite movie. Vertigo is my favorite movie. I have a poster in my room. So that was what I was thinking at the aquarium <gasps> when uh, we find out about how much Stephen uh, wishes that uh, Andrea wasn't wearing her hair up. Oh my God, this part is so creepy. Yeah, so yes. he just here takes it, is. it down. Yep. And we're going to read it. Stroll of the aquarium. Is that where you're at? I'm, impulsively, he put out his hand 
and unclipped the barrette holding up Andrea's hair. I love how erotically that's written, too, because I definitely, like, when I was reading Sweet Valley High books growing up, like, they always, like, with the covers and the descriptions, like, they imply that they're going to be super sexy, Mm -hmm. and then they, like, never are in the actual book. And I never got that because I always, like, had to, when I was really little and started reading them, like, convince my mom to let me get them. And I'm like, no, they're not bad. They're not. And they're not. I mean, they are for other reasons, but not, like, like, inappropriate. But the covers and the the blurbs would lead you to believe that they are. So they're, like, totally convincing my mom not to buy them. And it's funny that there would be, like, erotic language around this moment, which is so, like, blood-curdlingly creepy. Creepy. (laughs) Okay, so um, you want to read? Andrea's parts when she says things? Yeah, sure. Okay, great. Get get your Andrea mojo on, all right? Mm-hmm. Impulsively, he put out his hand and unclipped the barrette holding up Andrea's hair. Her strawberry blonde curls cascaded around her shoulders. Hey, what are you doing? Your hair looks so pretty loose. He grinned disarmingly. I just couldn't resist. Andrea tipped her head to one side. Oh, yeah? She smiled and held her hand out for the barrette. When he gave it back to her, she began to gather her hair to pin it up again. Couldn't you leave it down for a while? Stephen asked wistfully. You mean it, don't you? You say that, you, does it have a really in there? Oh, I'm sorry, do you want me like Aaron Sorkin-y verbatim? Okay. Yeah, (laughs) obviously. (laughs) You really mean it, don't you? She shook her head with the... (laughs) I think it's more like you really. I'm just gonna do line reading, don't you? (laughs) Yeah, I am. I'm directing you line reading. (laughs) You really mean it, don't you? She shook her head with a wondering smile. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna keep reading it different ways. (laughs) Okay. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like this, it doesn't make sense. I think the only thing is the wondering smile. That's our. But like, like you really mean it should be it. Like I don't know why it says don't you. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, she shrugged and put the barrette in her purse. Okay. And, and so it's like, it's like she plays it off like a flirty thing, but I think you do get a moment with that. You really mean it, don't you? Where she's like, okay, this yeah. is happening, huh? I mean, I think it like full on ends when they go to the ice cream shop and she wants chocolate ice cream and he's like, well, Trisha would have ordered yeah. vanilla. And she's like, I'm sorry, am I not allowed to order chocolate ice cream? It's the other way around. Yeah. Oh, it's she the other says, way around. She yeah. says, isn't vanilla allowed? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I like think that. it's a little bit of, and Stephen says to himself it didn't matter if Andrea liked a different kind of ice cream he realized what mattered was that in every other way Andrea was just like Trisha and he wasn't going to lose her again I love the importance that he put on that at first like he was so distraught like about <laughs> yeah. an ice cream choice he, <laughs> they literally said that with every single thing like every single thing that he was like well Trisha would have gotten that and then like well I guess it's fine that she doesn't but then it's not like it's always not fine every time he says it is but it's not so from listening to this conversation about all of the the people and things that are going on in Stephen's head throughout this book he apparently he is running semi-accurate simulations or completely inaccurate simulations of of everyone he has ever interacted with right (laughs) so this leads me to believe that there is that he is running a simulation universe inside of his brain and if we can prove that a simulation universe exists oh, even if it's if it if it's in someone's mind then can we not also say that we may be living in a simulation oh, we're and not, we're, no no this no, brings no, up no. the question no, no, no. Babysitter's club okay, club. we Elon don't need multiple but, universes but, out, we're but over it's this. A qu- but, but what if though like what what if the let, let's let's just take a step aside here let's what not. if the real story is let's the story going in. on in Steven's brain and we are witnessed to the like false simulation reality. Kyle, you can come back when there are the vampire books. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I would say that it seems like, from what we know of these books and their provenance, in a way, the series of Sweet Valley High and everything about Sweet Valley and everything that happens is essentially a simulation from the mind of Francine Pascal, who created this Bible of Sweet Valley that has all the details about what everybody would say or do. And then so much is it like, really is so much more like a simulation than other kinds of things are, because then she just sort of like, you know, like 
deist god. She just sort of like sets it spinning and lets other people do the work of actually writing the books. Yeah. Kate William. That was one of them. But she wasn't real either, I learned. Right, yeah. right. Wait, what? Now, they're writing the books, but she still has really strong opinions about like what the characters would or wouldn't do, what is or isn't Sweet Valley. I mean, I mean mm-hmm. still in a sense of like actively, it's my understanding, like to this day, like in the development process. Of Even the, those most recent ones that were bonkers? She wrote those. She oh, did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so those actually... Uh, uh, We'll come to bear a little bit on this shortly, but we got to get there because the next thing that happens is that Kara is so depressed, right? Mm-hmm. She's really bummed out. Her awful friends, Jessica and Lila, yep. are like, Kara is such a drag lately. <laughs> they're starting to get a sense that maybe there's something seriously wrong, but they're so clueless and self-involved that they're like annoyed with Kara for being sad. There's like a part I remember where Jessica is on the phone with Kara and she knows that Steven left to go on a date and then Kara calls her and she's talking to Kara mm-hmm. and it doesn't even occur to her that Steven's not on the date with Kara until after she gets off the phone and just talks about how much of a drag Kara is. Like, Yeah, she's annoyed at Kara for not asking her more about what's going on with her fella. And how about we go to the part of the podcast where we talk about boys? Oh, 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 who's a beautiful boy? Who's a beautiful boy? boy in this book that's not Stephen Wayfield and we don't need to lust after him luckily no. the twins don't for once in this book Oof. there's no no mention of how handsome their brother is which is great oh that's always so weird yeah. they, they always mention like how handsome he is like in regards to the twins like they'll be like oh and their brother came in and was so handsome and then they'll also talk about how handsome their parents are and I'm like why this yeah. is yeah. but that, that talk was left out of this book um, yeah. but we do have uh, this is before the one boy is introduced Lila and Jessica go to the beach just a little moment of of horniness that i appreciated um jessica hopped out of lila's car at the beach parking lot and breathed in deeply "Mm, smell that she asked her friend what lila replied the ocean jessica grinned impishly no available guys (laughs) in my kindle it was put like highlighted uh, as a frequently highlighted passage. Yeah, I love that. Oh, <laughs> damn it, I have to get the Kindle version of this just mm-hmm. so I can see which are yes. the frequently highlighted yeah. passages. That's a Kindle version, Kyle. So, um, just on the next page, they go to the beach, and there is this boy. And I, this actually, I thought was pretty significant. The book actually describes the boy as being a not especially good looking, which Ooh, is unusual for these books. Yeah. Very. Um, but there's Except a lot of... for Winston. He's... <laughs> right. Poor Winston. <laughs> there's a lot of girls. He's probably fine. Yeah, but he's not up to Jessica's standards. So there's a well, lot of girls. Who is? That are around. Her brother. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. (laughs) I mean, I wish that I could say the text doesn't support that, but this particular text doesn't. So, uh, intrigued, Jessica followed Lila to the circle and sat down in the sand by Angie. I don't know who Angie is. Uh, She's some girl. Um, (laughs) There has to be more to that boy than meets the eye, she thought. Hi, Angie. This is Jessica, Lila said with a casual wave of one hand. Angie smiled. Hi, she whispered. Jessica glanced at the boy who was singing in a low voice. Who's he? She asked quietly. Keith, Angie breathed in an admiring voice. He's so deep. Really? Jessica looked over at him again with a speculative gleam in her eyes. On closer inspection, she decided that there was something attractive about him. His thick brown hair fell across his forehead as he bent over the guitar. He was wearing a no-nukes t-shirt and old jeans, and his feet were bare. Not very stylish, Jessica thought, but she could see he had an athletic build under his sloppy clothes. So he's really into uh, saving the earth and stuff. And And Jessica's into being a slut. (laughs) (laughs) She's just trying to to be a slut with Kyle. With with, Sorry, you're Kyle. With Keith. Sorry, Kyle. (laughs) K-names from the early 90s. She's trying, trying to get Keith's attention. But, like, their dates are like, let's go 
hand out recycling flyers in this neighborhood and we'll split up so we can cover the most ground. I'm not 100% sure he knew he was on a date. No, no, I don't yeah. think so. No. The place that they go to together, what was it called? It was like Whole or, or, or Earth. Oh, they go to the, like the Whole Earth Cafe. Yeah, is that, so I was trying to think like what place that actually exists that that was like a one-to-one uh-huh. one for. And I, again, I didn't live here in the 90s, so I don't know, but I'm like, is that supposed to be like a Cafe Gratitude kind of yeah, thing? Or like so, a true yeah. food kitchen? Could it even be Cafe, could it even be Earth? Because there is a place that is called Earth, Earth with a U. U. With the R- yeah. Yeah. Back in the day, Earth could have been like that. I, um, I, when Jessica, she's like, this is later on, they're at some kind of community meeting or something that's so boring. Oh, the trash yeah. Yeah. incinerator <laughs> yeah. thing. Trash yeah. incinerator thing. Uh, like, they're trying to prevent a trash incinerator from being built in the town. Um, and somebody has a sign outside the protest that says, smoke gets in your eyes, which I thought was... <laughs> A nice stroke of uh, poetry for this book. But um, she says, like, let's go somewhere afterwards, you know, to get something to eat or drink or whatever. And he suggests Earth. And she says, what do they have? And he says, like, organic fruit juices and mineral water. Oh, that's right. The mineral water. (laughs) I okay, so I don't know that a mineral water would just be like a Perrier, right? Like today. Yeah. Yeah. It's very normal. When I was a kid from like watching Heathers and reading these books and everything, like I had the idea that mineral water was like the super fancy thing, like only for the rich and maybe someday I would like grow up to drink mineral and that just went like no one talks about mineral water now like no no call it mineral water either well so she says some funny things about Keith um one of them is actually related to this trash thing um on the one hand Keith was so sincere and passionate about the issues that she couldn't help feeling attracted to him but on the other hand she only wished he could be passionate about something besides garbage. <laughs> okay, I really identify with this character. <laughs> you do. So, it's like his Keith whole or with Jessica. Yeah. So with Keith. With so Keith. like as a fun thing for the past like uh, seven, seven, almost, nah, almost seven years now. Yeah. Um, Pre-LA I used, even. Yeah, so, I used yeah. to travel around at work a lot. And with the little free time I had, I would go for a walk. Because, you know, before that I'd never left Northeast PA. And I started noticing garbage. It on the ground. started in New York at Christmas time. Yes, it did. Yeah. And so I um, take photos of trash that I see on the ground or that I pick up. And so I'm always, Kat often jokes because she can do a lot of fun, interesting, um, physically and visually impressive yoga handstand tricks. And um, oftentimes, though... Cat will be like, Kyle, take me, take a picture of me doing this cool yoga stunt. Oh wait, there's a foot, there's a shoe on the ground over there. Let me get the shoe. And and so I'll, I, I'm, I just love garbage so yeah, much. I, I made the like distracted boyfriend meme for him, and it was like the the person that he was looking at said literal piece of garbage, and then yes. the the distraught girlfriend was was wife who can do cool handstands. And... <laughs> yeah. Uh, gladiators will put a link in the show notes to Kyle's Instagram. <laughs> I just showed her. Uh, oh, I got a really good one today of on a park bench in uh, Ocean View Park in Santa Monica. Yeah. There's a, gla- a brown glasses case that's that's like a fuzzy velvet kind of top nice. just on this green park bench, and it is so majestic. You started when you were like, it was a shoe, but you started to say foot. And I was like, if you saw a foot, I feel like she'd be a lot more I would be excited. a little disturbed, and I, yeah. I feel like Kat being like, don't look at that dismembered foot. Look at me. Um, there's a big part of me that really just wants to like let you take the wheel now, Kyle, and just tell us all of the things you're passionate about, all the garbage. But um, <laughs> we have more... We have more uh, book and one more thing that I really want to say that's it's about Keith but it's really just like boy it's more boy talk than like Keith specific so Jessica is trying to get her family interested in her you know burgeoning relationship with Keith which of course doesn't go anywhere because because Jessica could only try so hard with a boy that uh doesn't like drop everything for her you know like if she, like she's not going to f- compete with garbage she's not going to compete no. with his causes you she's know, not she... going to work as hard as me basically <laughs> exactly no. you're better than jessica cat <laughs> is what i'm saying and also it's just like 
I think that part of the allure for Jessica is probably that she thinks that she can pull him away from the thing he's so passionate yeah. about. Like the mm-hmm. more passionate he is about a, these causes, the bigger victory it would be for him to yeah. be like, screw it. Um, but yeah, it, it goes crazy places. But anyway, here's something um, that's really just the, the, the exchange that is special to me. Jessica is saying, um, he's very serious and he's interested in all these important world causes, endangered species, alternative energy sources, greenhouses, stuff like that. Greenhouses. <laughs> Do you mean the greenhouse effect? Elizabeth asked with a hint of a smile on her face. Jessica snapped her fingers. Right, that's it. I knew it was something like that. Jessica, our specialist in current events, her father chuckled. Don't tell me, Mrs. Wakefield teased. You're about to become an expert on the environment. Jessica's eyes sparkled. Well, who knows? If I spend some time with Keith, it might just rub off. An interesting choice of words, Elizabeth mumbled. I also Jessica giggled. Yeah. And, um... That's never happened in these books before. No, that slipped by the the YA censors. I like that. I was like, that's a joke I would have made. I had to read it yeah. and reread it because I was like, does that mean what I think it, it means? I've never heard it mean anything else. That's oh one my. of those fingerprints instances, I think, like oh the Animaniacs my. fingerprints joke, like where oh I, we see it as an adult and are like, what? How did I don't know do what that is. It's uh, so in Animaniacs, there's an episode where um, they're like detectives and um, they are looking for fingerprints. And they said, Prince, Prince, fingerprints. And, oh, then, and then Prince, there's, literal there's like prints. literally Prince. And he makes like a little winky face and jumps in Dot's arms. And she looks at him and she goes, I don't think so. And there's nothing else that could mean. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't. That's we've never had that particular level of innuendo, yeah. especially not coming from Elizabeth. I love it. Yeah. I'm so happy about it. A monumental day. Now let's get back to Stephen's terrible, uh, terrible life. So, uh, Kara, we were with Kara. Yeah. They're at the mall. They go to the unique boutique. Oh, yeah, and she. So they all go, and then they spot Andrea, and then she overhears Andrea on the phone with some guy, yeah. but then she the starts details. giving a little too many details, and then she's like, huh. Like, at first, I was like, this is bonkers. There's no way she could know he's talking to Steven. Right. Yeah. But then it literally, like... The details are so specific. And then they get so more specific, like, oh, you're studying the... Like, you're doing that, like... She says, I'll leave the hang gliding to you. And Kara's like, no, it can't be. But then she says, um... About okay, his, like, Steve, studying. see you later. Yeah. yeah. So, Kara's like, all see, it's clear. Yeah. I thought I hadn't read this book before, but that part is the part that, like, I remember that part. So I think maybe oh, I did wow. read this. Yeah. Like, And I just read so many of them at my library when I was a kid that they all kind of, like, jumbled together because sure. I definitely remember that. Yeah. yeah. And so, then she has to confront Steve. Well, yeah, she calls him and she, like, coaches herself that she's going to be really cool. And you, oh, it's so sad because yeah. you feel her... Being so afraid that he, you know, he's been snapping at me. So anything I say is going to make him mad. So I have to treat this delicately so he doesn't get too mad. And I can be really understanding. And you just want to shake her. Oh yeah. yeah. Be like, no, (laughs) don't be like that. But but I mean, I don't want to be totally heartless. Like he, everybody is kind of. There are many people in this book who are concerned about the fact that this whole thing of Stevens mm-hmm. is coming from a place of like extreme grief. Yes. But he's still like making choices, you know? Yeah. He's not really like making poor choices, but it's like, but you get where it's coming from. Or even like I feel like Kara's understanding can even come from like I think he's just like really shook up by the fact that this girl looks so much like her. It's like throwing him for a loop. Right. And you can understand that, but it's like, but that doesn't mean you should date her. <laughs> like, and they are like 
literal well she's a literal child and Mm -hmm. steven is like just barely no longer a literal child so like 16 and 19 yeah like i would have behaved in one of those two ways at one of those two ages i'm sure maybe not quite as poorly but who knows i definitely would have done what kara did (laughs) i think i would have i would have i think i did honestly (laughs) but maybe that's i think that's all the more reason why i'm like really feeling for her but they break up on this phone call and steven is really harsh like he's basically like uh he calls her um, so possessive, and she's like, "Possessive? You're my boyfriend." Yeah, and he's like, "I think yeah. that's a problem." She's like, "What yeah. does that mean?" And then they he's like, "I think we both know what it means." Anyway, she's really upset. Yeah, yeah, very upset. And Stephen is also upset, and he um, goes hang gliding. Don't go hang gliding. That's the one lesson I took from this book: mm. is don't go hang gliding when mm. you're upset. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. like, the book describes his hang gliding, and he's like, Andrea, Trisha, Kara, Andrea, Trisha, Kara. Like his mind is not on the hang gliding. Also, he he's like, how to hang glide. talks while hang gliding, and I'm like, <laughs> I mean, you can, but it's like not fun yeah you'd get a fly in your mouth or like, something like i worked on a show like i work in reality t- tv and this is like not like everyone doesn't know who i am um so i need to explain but like i work in reality tv and one of the shows i worked on they went hang gliding so like i saw all the ins and outs of like how they do it and how they train people and like like the old like nobody can hear each other first of all and the only thing you can do is just scream at the top of your lungs and like other. But you're like not going to be actively talking when you're doing that. Okay, like now bonkers. I'm imagining Stephen saying all of this, but like screaming at a very it, high yeah. Volume. Yeah, which I'm not going to do because there's a mic here. But yeah, <laughs> and there's nobody there. Like he's by himself, like, yeah. doing the hang gliding. But he well uh, gets so confused. He forgets what he's doing. He starts losing altitude, and then he crashes. Yeah. Next thing you know. We're back at Fowler Memorial Hospital. It's wah, been a few wah. books, but here we are. The I was sure that Ned and Alice were going to have a huge fight about this because Alice yeah. has a very big I told you so. Yeah. Like, you were giving me shit for even being slightly worried about this, Ned. Yeah. But they don't fight at all that about this. That is shocking. This. Yeah. They, they're still fighting about the stupidest bullshit <laughs> yeah. instead of fighting about serious stuff. Um. And Kara doesn't even want to go to the hospital because she's like, he doesn't want me, mom. You know, like Jessica yeah. calls to her. Somebody calls her to tell yeah. her how to get her there. And Jessica sees. Uh, oh, she goes to she, t- she takes oh, Keith yeah. to the movies. Yeah. You remember yeah. how she takes Keith to the movies and he wants to see a documentary about. Like a reindeer or something. Yeah, reindeer. about reindeer. Yeah. And she's essentially like, I'd rather die. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I probably would too. I love documentaries, but I don't think I'd want to see it. No. Such, I mean, I would have. I He's a drip. Was like had a lot of patience with Keith until <laughs> he started talking about. Hollywood garbage and it's just yeah. like okay like how does that fit into your whole deal Keith you know yeah. <laughs> like, but I think that is the thing like that's the image that you have it's just like mainstream mass media <laughs> yeah so, like, and Jessica is like um, I do want to go see Hollywood garbage let's yeah. go see that so they go see something and she sees Andrea yeah um and there's a boy with his arm around her, which, like, of course, like, yeah. she and Steven are just, they're not in love. I mean, they don't even tell you that they've kissed. I mean, like, yeah. nothing's happened. No, I mean, and I think Andrea is on, to, she's on to Steven at this point, yeah. like, not really being interested in her as a person. Yeah. Like, what she's actually like at all. He's, yeah. Yeah. It would be so hard to be Andrea. Oof, Yeah. I would, yeah. I just feel like I'd be out. Like, that first date, I'd be like, you call me your dead girlfriend's name three times. times. You wanted me to order something because she ordered it. Like, I'm I'm out, dude. This is creepy. Now, is this 90s rules? Like, it seems to me that even back in the 90s that that should have been, like, a dead giveaway. You know, bad situation, hit the eject button. Yeah, no, I feel like any rational person would be like, this is really weird. I feel like she thought it was a little weird, but not weird enough. Or maybe it's like he's just so hot. You just deal with it. Mm. He is really hot. Yeah. His sisters always say so. They always comment about how um, hot he is. So maybe if somebody's again, hot enough. Not in just... this book. Not that in this some... book. Like, I'd pretend to be Chris Evans' dead ex-girlfriend if he was like, 
<laughs> That's a Katie's lip- trying to touch me, you guys, just so you know. I, I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm just painting a I didn't actually, picture. I just like for COVID reasons, I just want to point out that I didn't actually touch her. <laughs> that, that gives me some serious VC Andrews vibes. Kyle is currently reading Flowers in the Attic. Yes! <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is going to be the incest episode. They didn't even say it in this book. They didn't. I know, but, but it's just always Steven, there. When he when he wakes up, doesn't he try to like convince himself? Well, maybe it was her brother. Like, I th- oh yeah, oh, yeah. Because yeah. Jessica shows up at the yeah. hospital with yeah. Elizabeth, and she tells Stephen, which is also a weird thing. Like then Elizabeth is like mad at Jessica because she's like, I think Jessica was trying to upset Stephen. Yeah. But it's just like Elizabeth, you just had a big fight with Stephen over how mad you were. With it's it's all very yeah. like because she outs like because Jessica outs Andrea as having a boyfriend, well, so uh, she's like, yeah, Jessica's awful in so many ways in this yeah. book, but that's not one of the ways. Yeah, yeah, she's not. Uh, she's actually not. She's fully in the right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. So. Right. Basically, Stephen is on cloud nine because when the girls show up to hit the hospital, he's like, someone special is coming to visit me. Like and Andrea's they guess it's Andrea. And so Jessica tells tells him that uh, I saw a guy with his arm around her. And Stephen's like, no, uh, no, there's an explanation. Yeah. And then he looks out the window and in the parking lot, Andrea pulls up and the guy is with her in the car and, and they, they kiss oh. <laughs> yes <laughs> that was really bad you guys <laughs> we didn't even plan it no? uh, I just like that's just one of those movies like things that you're just like there's no way that coincidence would occur in that so, like yeah. the second he finds out he just like turns and looks out the window and there she is you're like although Come on. i had an instance happen last night where i had we had like invited some people to come hang out with us in the park because um can i say why Sure. Oh, we both got fired this week, so that was fun. Um, and so we were had some friends come hang out with us so we could feel better about ourselves. And there was one friend who we had invited, and she showed up at the park, and we're like, "Hey, Laura, what's up?" And she's like, "Hey, did you have something did going you have on? Did something here? planned? Like, what's?" And I was like, "Yeah, our text thread." And she's like, "Oh, I haven't looked at my phone all day. I just like was walking my dog. Oh my I just gosh. started." Oh, so she was literally this person that we invited and we thought might come was like right there just by accident. That's amazing. So, yeah. so it is possible. There are a lot of coincidences related to Andrea. Her mere existence is a pretty big one, actually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but <So> weird. <laughs> but. She comes up and it's so great. She basically just flat out tells Stephen, like, oh, you're delusional. Yeah, yeah, you don't know me. Like, you think you yeah. know me. She's not mean to him. No. But he's like, instantly, like, the first thing he says to her is, like, who is that guy? Do we know how old Andrea is in this book? Because no. I can't. Because no. I was curious. Like, I, I like, envisioned her as being more Steven's age yeah. than yeah. Kara was. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe just that difference between being like a high school junior versus being like even just like a newish adult might make you a little bit more like self-confident in that way. Yeah, I especially since Steven is like thinking about how immature Kara is compared yeah. to uh, um Andrea and I think Trisha was Steven's age. Yeah. So it so- all it, yeah, it I makes sense. Trisha was in school though. Like when she was dying, she was in school. But she, but she would have been a senior. Yeah, maybe I think so. Like yeah, I think a year behind him or yeah. something. Um, I mean, I guess Kara's a junior, so that only, I guess there are different age differences somewhere between two and three. Years. Uh, anyway, Andrea's smarter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, them. so we've been talking about you know Kara. She gets kind of like lured to the hospital by Jessica and Elizabeth because they, it seems like they're predicting what's about to happen. Which is exactly, yeah, which is like, exactly Andrea's what Andrea's going to show up. Stephen's going to realize he can't be in love with Andrea because he's wrong. And then he's going to want Kara back. And that is what happens. Yep. It's just like what you were describing yes! before, Kat. Always. They're, they're straight, well, sorry, not to, anyway, straight men um, who date girls at that age are so predictable it seems <laughs> <laughs> they're yeah. all just a bunch of Stephen Wakefields mm-hmm. um, alright here's what Kara says she sees him sitting like staring out the window she thinks that he you know hates her or whatever she has no idea her resolve to be cool disappeared 
Steve, I just wanted to tell you something, she rushed on, hating herself for becoming so emotional. She raised her eyes briefly, but she still couldn't make out his expression. He was sitting as still as a statue. I know you'll always love Trisha, and I know I never meant as much to you as she did, she said. But I want you to know our relationship was wonderful while it lasted, and I'll always remember you. You'll always be special to me. Her voice died away to a whisper. So that's the thing that I was kind of alluding to before about Trisha and Kara and like Kara's understanding of Trisha's role in Stephen's life. She just flat out says, I know you never, you, I have never been as important to you as Trisha was. Like, I haven't hit that. I think it's true. Yeah. And I also think like as a, I don't know, like as a spoiler or whatever. And again, I haven't read these. I read like summaries of these or whatever, even the more recent books. Okay, brace yourselves, everybody. I don't even know what Katie's going to (laughs) say. I mean, I could say the obvious thing, which is that he ends up being gay later on. After they get married. Yeah. Which, to be fair, like he could have been bisexual. Like, yeah. why? But we've talked it, about it this a lot on your episodes Just, before, Katie. Actually. Yeah. But my point being is, I'm pretty sure they maintain that for the entire series that, like, he did live, like, he didn't love anyone like the way that he loved Trisha. Like that, that was like never. Hmm. Like I think that's maintained. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Kat? Um. Does did anybody read or remember the Sweet Valley University books? I mean, I have a bunch of them on my shelf, but I've never read any of them. <laughs> that was my my big thing that I loved to read when I was a young child because those are the ones that have actual oh. sex in them, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh that's that's like very um, you know forbidden reading when you are. We'll at, explain at sex to you later, Kyle. Oh yeah, my, don't worry. Um, and I, I'm trying to remember who Steven's girlfriend was. Oh, Billy, that was her name. Billy was his college girlfriend. I'm like, uh-huh. it was like a girly boy name. Was it Stevie? No, that'd be weird. Stephen and Stevie, but it was Billy. And I don't know what happened to her. She was in there too. Well, I I love to claim, despite the fact that they were written by Francine Pascal herself, I love to claim that the Sweet Valley confidential books are not canon. But um, if we're going to talk about Stephen being gay, there is a very beautiful line of uh, dialogue in this book that... I mean, Francine may have been planting a seed way back in book 64 here. Mm -hmm. Um, so Jessica and Elizabeth are going to go back upstairs uh, to see what's happened between Steve and Kara. If they made up, if they fought. What if they just got into a huge fight? Jessica mused. Elizabeth sent her an irritated look and punched the elevator button. Don't be so pessimistic. What if Stevens decided to swear off women for the rest of his life? Jessica went on. Whoa. I highlighted that and then wrote, it's funny because he's gay later. <laughs> Yeah. So that's the closest thing we've gotten to any any hint from Stephen that uh, which isn't even coming from Stephen. It's coming from Jessica being worried that she's made the wrong choice by sending Kara up to their room when, in fact, it was not the wrong choice. So but it's something. It's not nothing. It's just kind of a big deal that they decided to do that. I just don't know. Why wasn't it Nicholas Morrow? Like why? Anyway, I feel like this whole book too. Are you familiar with the subreddit? Um, Am I the asshole? Yes, <laughs> certainly. Yes. Yeah, I feel like this whole bo- like this whole yes. book is just like an AITA <laughs> post yeah. from either Steven's perspective. Oh no, definitely or, from Steven. Yeah, yeah. Where, where it's like painting a picture and yeah. everything, but then he still gets a YTA and yeah. is like floored and then deletes the post and yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh! But he's Bloody definitely like she should have understood. Yeah. Gladiators, somebody please like make a fake Am I the Asshole <laughs> that describes this plot. Do it, screenshot it, send it to me, tag me on Instagram. I just Yeah. I mean I don't I'm not don't want to be, be a proponent hysterical. of lying, but it's just it's more like a performance art. Yeah. It is. That's the end of the book. Um, I mean, there's some loose ends, right? We've got Maria Santelli's dad is who's like the city planner or something yeah. is running for mayor. Ned is being a bit of a jerk. Um, Ned and Al- Alice has a great line for him. He- Stephen comes home and they're fighting about whether or not she's going to just cook the steak that she bought for Stephen. Or they're going to go Or if dinner. she's going to go buy something oh, else, yeah. that St- whatever Stephen wants. And Ned is like, well, it's his first night home. If you want something else, you should go buy it for him. Or you'll go buy it for him. And she's like... 
thanks for volunteering my time <laughs> to go grocery store. <laughs> it's like, yeah. okay, okay, guys. Uh, my dad totally would have said something like that in the 90s, though, yeah. for sure. Like, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, Alice um, is... I'm I'm on team Alice for most of this. I mean, they both they're they're making a lot of mountains out of molehills in yeah. every argument. But I imagine that we're gonna these next few books are gonna be a lot of Ned and Alice, yeah, uh, bickering and saying shitty things about each other. I have a feeling, gladiators. So buckle up for that. Uh, trigger warning to people that have strong feelings about. Uh, Parental separation? I don't know. There's always something. I didn't yeah. even do a trigger warning for people who have a dead girlfriend that then they saw somebody that looked just like her. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's all, the whole books are they're all. Oh, they're do all you need to read the last line? To yeah. Let me add it. Let me. Is there serious trouble brewing between Mister and Missus Wakefield? Find out. Sweet Valley High sixty five, all caps and bold. Trouble at home. Dun, dun, dun. <sighs> Trouble at home. Trouble's a brewing. So, so it's just them probably for an entire book being like, are they going to get a divorce? And then their dad runs for mayor and then everything's fine. Yeah, I think what we've got on our hands is like a three book arc, in fact. So oh, really? really super Ooh. fun time. Yeah. <laughs> super fun season of Sweet Valley Diaries. For, well, oh, hey. yeah, because this was before they did the mini series. Like, once they get into the mini series, mm-hmm. then you like kind of know what you're in for. You're like, okay, there's going to be five books and they're going to start here, close here. Yeah, yeah, maybe this was like a prelude to that. Yeah. Well, Katie, Kat, Kyle, <laughs> it's been a delight having you all here. Um, let's uh, come back for extra drama, and we'll talk a bit more. And Kyle, you can say some more stuff, as long as it's not about a simulation. I have some thoughts about the salad <laughs> that I would like to share. Until next time, bye. Bye.